You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. I'm your host, Jackson Klein. What's going on in your life? On May 4th, 2020, A Strange Loop made history as the 10th musical ever to receive the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. And not only that, A Strange Loop is both the first musical without an announced Broadway run and the first musical written by a black artist, Michael R. Jackson, to be bestowed with this honor. A Strange Loop follows a black queer writer creating an original musical as he faces a host of demons. When it premiered off-Broadway at Playwrights Horizons in May 2019, it resonated with both audiences and critics alike, making a lasting impression on the New York theater scene. Here to discuss his experience as an original cast member of A Strange Loop is John Michael Lyles. Most recently, John Michael played the role of Toby in the world premiere of Bliss at Seattle's Fifth Avenue Theater. He contributed original music to Second Stage Theater's We're Gonna Die, and has performed off-Broadway in Sweeney Todd, This Ain't No Disco, and The Flick, among others. Here's our conversation. It's the least you could do after all the love we done gave. And all the money we done come off of. Unless you don't love your mama. Or the Lord. Hi, can you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners where you're spending your quarantine? Yes, I am John Michael Lyles, and I am spending my quarantine in Harlem. Thank you so much for joining me today, John Michael. We are here to chat all about A Strange Loop, the wonderful show that just became the 10th musical in history to receive the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Now, uh, you created the role of Thought 3 in the show's original production at Playwrights Horizons last spring. Yes. So for listeners who didn't get a chance to see the show, what is the story of A Strange Loop? So the story of A Strange Loop follows Usher, who is a Black queer writer who is not only named Usher, but is working as an Usher at The Lion King. And while he's working as an Usher, he's working on a musical about a Black queer writer named Usher, who's writing a musical about a Black queer writer named Usher. It is a loop in and of itself. It's kind of like a mirror that's looking right into another mirror. That sounds technical and heady, but it's it's ultimately a really good time while also being Uh, devastating and heartbreaking as the character of Usher goes inside of himself to discover himself and love himself. As an audience member, I could not agree more with uh, your sentiment on the show. Now, as Usher looks into himself, there are six actors who play his thoughts, and you're one of them. Can you tell me a little bit about how the thoughts are used in A Strange Loop? I feel like it's helpful to preface this by the the title of A Strange Loop is inspired by this guy named Douglas Hofstadter who had this idea. I wrote down this quote that I can read for you. Douglas Hofstadter said, In the end, we are self-perceiving, self-inventing, locked-in mirages that are little miracles of self-reference. So the thoughts 
kind of embody those locked in mirages and those little miracles of self-perception. We are Usher on the stage. And as Usher is writing this musical about Usher, who's writing this musical, it requires him to go into his head and think about the characters that he's writing. So at times, as a thought, I may be a thought in Usher's head. I may be an actor in the play that Usher is writing. I may be uh, the voice of his mother or father. So we embodied, we both were Usher and Usher's perception of Usher, if that makes sense. I was not only a thought in Usher's head, but sometimes I was Usher's agent or uh, uh, an ancestor from the past or his mother or his father. Great. So you're taking on these different characters in Usher's journey along with being the thoughts in his head. And I'm curious about the base thought of your role. Are you representing a specific type of thought within the group of six? Are you working together as a unit? Are you just living in your essences and serving the story? What was that creation like? I would say all of the above. I mean, obviously, as uh, as thought three, like in Usher's head, I led with love in wanting Usher to succeed. Like my journey as an actor as playing thought three, I, I, I didn't treat it as a separate character or a separate entity. I treated it like I was also Usher on Usher's journey throughout the show, just processing it with less power in that I am the thought and he is ultimately leading us. Like if he decides that we're going to break out in song, we will break out in song. And sometimes we do that with a hug around Usher and sometimes we do it with an eye roll. Awesome. So it has been made very clear by Michael R. Jackson, who wrote the show, that these six thoughts are principal characters within the piece. So there is no formal ensemble in A Strange Loop. But I would say that the seven actors in the show, Usher and the six thoughts, are working together as an ensemble cast. Can you chat a little bit about how you work together to tell the story as an ensemble of principles? Sure. So as an ensemble of principles, sometimes we're functioning fully as an ensemble, just there to support Usher, hold down some harmonies, right? Dance as if we're literally in the musical that he's writing. Like in the opening number, Big Black and Queer Ass American Broadway, and we're singing during that intermission song, we are embodying the musical that he's trying to create. But then sometimes some of us will step forward and play more prominent characters. Like if we're thinking about Inwood Daddy, right? At that point, a lot mm -hmm. of the thoughts are behaving as an ensemble and we're singing a song that's causing a friction, right? With, right. uh, with the scene that he's going through. Whereas, um, thought six, Antoine steps out and is not functioning as an ensemble member at that point. He's functioning as Inwood Daddy, as a full principal character. And, and we step back and forth like that throughout the show. Yes, passing the baton as lead storytellers. Yeah, and, and some people, like John Andrew Morrison as Thought 4, would, would uh, over the course of the show, gradually settle more and more into becoming fully Usher's mother and, and mm -hmm. less of just a, a thought switching from role to role. Some thoughts solidify as certain characters in Usher's life over the course of the show. How do you think the use and function of the thoughts contributed to the success of the storytelling. What makes the use of the thoughts unique and successful is that it's so relatable to watch Usher and the manifestation of Usher's thoughts 
reveal a sense of self-loathing and uh, self-antagonizing, I suppose. Uh, like we all go through that journey every day with having these cruel thoughts in our heads against ourselves and the way we can hate ourselves and turn against ourselves and sabotage ourselves and to dramatize that on stage, to literally see six bodies manifesting thoughts that can turn against the thinker of those thoughts so quickly is heartbreaking. And uh, mm -hmm. I know from being inside of the show, it helped me to reckon with my own self-perception and my own thoughts and think about the own musicals that I'm writing about myself on any given day. And I think the audience had that experience as well, that they were able to see reflected on the stage the way that they can sabotage themselves and the way that they can create these dramas in their heads about the people in their lives and how that can be heartbreaking or how it can be ultimately healing if we are brave enough to look inward and brave enough to deal with our trauma and deal with the questions we have about why we are the way we are. Yeah, I certainly had that experience when I was watching it. So now I'd like to take a little detour and chat a bit more about the creation of the show. It's no secret that musicals are often in development for years before a full production is mounted, and A Strange Loop is no exception to this rule. At what point did you get involved with the show? I was the last actor to join the family that is A Strange Loop. I think it began as, I believe, a monologue that Michael wrote, mm -hmm. I believe when he was in college. And yes. I'm pretty sure the, the, the monologue contained the lyric in Memory Song, which is one lone black gay boy I knew who chose to go on back to the Lord or chose to turn his back on the Lord instead. That was the, I suppose, the seed of this musical. And I believe that happened maybe seven to 10 years ago. And over the course of those seven to 10 years, it blossomed from a monologue to a song, to I believe a one man show, to what became a musical that was uh, in development with Musical Theater Factory, which is an incredible space. Page 73 and ultimately Playwrights Horizons along with Page 73. And I joined a reading of it right before it went into production. And I had heard about this show for a long time because people had seen it in various readings and workshops and talked about how moved they were and how incredible they thought it was. So I was honestly just eager for the day that I would get to see the show. So when yes. I got the offer to participate in the reading at Playwrights to play Thought 3, I was so eager. I was like, well, this is better than a front row seat, right? Like I just get to like do yeah. this reading and like I didn't know if they had already cast it. I was just very much happy to be there and didn't assume that I would be invited back just because I knew that it had been in development. I, I had no reason to believe that they needed anybody. I just thought maybe they needed someone to jump in right then and there for this reading. But when they uh, offered me the part of Thought 3 for the production at Playwrights, I was floored and thrilled because that one 29-hour reading that I did blew my mind. Anyone can relate just from seeing the right. show. It's unlike anything I had ever done before or anything I ever expected to have the opportunity to do. So I was so thankful to join. And, and I came to find out that Thought 3 was like the last track that they were trying to fill and figure out and understand and flesh out the arc of and the energy for. And I think it was all about timing and opportunity, right? I think part of it had to do with my age. Like, I think that it adds an interesting element to have a thought on stage that is a similar age to Usher at the time. I just think that adds Absolutely. an interesting dynamic. Absolutely. 
So you got involved at the reading right before the full production. Did you feel that you were able to really put your stamp on the musical itself in addition to the production as far as the evolution of the role? Yeah. Well, I honestly like, and I credit this to Michael, Stephen Brackett, Raja Feather Kelly, and Rona. They created such an incredible and collaborative space. We all felt so safe in the text, obviously, because it's incredibly written. And to add on top of that, these creative leaders who were all about bouncing ideas and feeding off of the energy that we naturally brought to the roles. So I feel like a lot of just my natural body language, Raja expanded into the choreography and the track for Thought 3. And he, he did that with all of the actors involved. Like it felt really human and natural to ourselves. And what's particularly cool about my process in Strange Loop was being in a Black queer space. I no longer felt the need to edit my gayness or my Blackness mm -hmm. in the development of a character. I had the opportunity to lean in to my queerness and my Blackness and let that inform the storytelling and the development of this character in a really great way. So there was a freedom that I felt as an actor that I didn't have to put it through a foreign lens. I got right. to unleash who I already am. Yeah, so that was really special. Yeah, I really felt that having this cast of Black and queer-identified performers rather than just that being the lead really made the show special and made it soar. Mm -hmm. So now I'd like to once again shift a little bit and chat about these themes in the show. So the Pulitzer Prize for Drama is given to a show that is, quote, a distinguished play by an American author, preferably original in its source and dealing with American life. How would you say that A Strange Loop deals with the American experience? Oh boy. I mean, in so many ways. I, I'll talk about one of my favorite American experiences that I think is explored in the show, and that is with the character of the mother in the song periodically. I know when I came out, my parents were incredibly supportive for being, you know, a relatively religious family in Texas. But I know that the common experience for gay kids who grow up in the Bible Belt is a strange kind of trauma that is the love of a religious person who believes that gay people go to hell. And the way that evangelism operates through love and affection, that want for you to go to heaven and to be straight so that you can go to heaven and not burn in hell. At the seed of that is something really lovely. It's, I'm charmed that you don't want me to suffer in hell. But I'm also traumatized that you would prescribe my lifestyle to hellish or sinful or worthy of suffering, if that makes sense. And I think that that song does it so well because I, I shudder to think at how many people have received that kind of traumatic love from a mother that says, I love you. I want the best for you. I want you to go to heaven. And if you have love the way that you want love, then you will go to hell. That's trauma. To say that to a child is trauma. And I've never seen that kind of trauma so beautifully set, it's so horrifyingly set to song in the way that it is with the song periodically. I think if I were a Pulitzer voter, that song alone would be worthy for my vote. Additionally, A Strange Loop is one of four Pulitzer winning musicals 
that deal with a character who is creating art. We have Rent, we have A Chorus Line, we have Sunday in the Park with George, and now A Strange Loop as well. What, as an artist, resonates with you in A Strange Loop? That's a good question. I mean, so many things, but I'm trying to think about it through the lens of being a writer. I think what what inspires me as an artist about A Strange Loop is that Usher feels trapped between the art he wants to make and the art that society expects Black people to make. And he's literally being cornered into writing a Tyler Perry gospel play. And it is ultimately the antithesis to what he wants to write. And I relate to him struggling to find his voice and almost having to wade through societal expectations of him before he can finally reach the shore of what he actually wants to express through art. I think that's such a complicated idea, but something that all artists, especially minority artists, experience because there's such an intense pressure to get it right because there's so few. So to wrap up our conversation today, what do you hope that a Strange Loop audience members, both past and in the future, take with them when they leave the theater after the show? My hope is that people see a Strange Loop and leave with a sense of bravery to take that journey inside of themselves and find self-love. I hope that they leave Strange Loop with a sense of community and a sense of reflection and recognition and knowing that they're not alone and that they don't have to cave under the negative pressures and the negative traumas of the world. That they can journey inward and come out with a sense of self-love and self-actualization. Special thanks to John Michael Lyles for joining us. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Jackson Klein. Mo Brady, and Evan Alexander-Smith. There are two great ways you can help The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The other is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at our home of Broadway Podcast Network at bpn.fm. You can also follow us on Instagram, where we share all of our latest episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.